Hi, my name is Dr. Amir Khan and I'm a GP at the Ridge Medical Practice in Bradford. If you're thinking about a career in general practice and want an idea of what you're letting yourself in for, then our peer-to-peer sessions offer a bit of insight. Each episode features genuine conversations between GPs and other practice colleagues. I'm Eunice Dashley, I'm a physician associate. Um, I qualified in 2010. Out of the last 20, sorry, 11 years, I um, have spent uh, sort of nearly nine now in general practice. I've been in this one um, for eight of those years. I also am a joint clinical director for uh, the local PCN um, and I also work for the CCG around workforce. So hello, hi, um, and my name is Elvis Martinez, I'm a GP. I um, have been a GP for about 12, 13 years. I am originally from Colombia in South America and I qualified as a doctor there. Came to the UK about 20 years ago, went through all the exams that an international doctor has to go through to become a doctor in the UK and successfully did that. Um, and, and completed my GP training in 2010. Um, so I've been working in this practice for about five years and became a partner three years ago. Um, I have a special interest in ophthalmology and end-of-life care and I'm currently uh, the senior partner at this practice. So I worked as a salaried GP in a in a, in a practice where I trained um, for about seven years and um, even though it was a um, training practice um, I never had experience working with physician associates um, so um, when I moved to this practice um, I met lovely Eunice who I really didn't know who she was what she was doing here and um, and uh, very quickly I learned um, the potential because in we had meetings every day to discuss patients and have clinical um, discussions and and um, projects and all that and um, I just couldn't understand when I asked her who was this doctor and they were saying like no she's not a doctor she's a physician associate and as they say what was that physician associate. So obviously I start um, to have conversations with Eunice and very interested about her training and um, and I was really really impressed to see the wide variety of um, expertise that they can use um, within general practice. Um, so um, Eunice um, is definitely an essential uh, member of our team and um, she has gained so much respect um, amongst the team and all the staff um, because um, she's just so useful. She's very good with patients so <clears throat> she will just work along all the clinicians in terms of doing clinics, urgent, uh, seeing urgent patients, chronic diseases, helping out with QOF targets and all the targets that we GPs have um, to achieve during the year. She participates a lot in um, practice development, new projects. Um, she's always very keen in, um, in, in just having something to contribute towards the practice development.
and I guess that for me kind of uh, helps to illustrate um, I guess like how PAs work as part of the team and very much become integrated um, amongst it and uh, you know hopefully and um, as you've just said quite helpful um, and that I you know I think especially being a PA when you know you tend to generally work as part of an MDT because we tend to be a bit of a minority um, but actually you're not necessarily seen as being particularly different um, and that you know you're views are respected and your skills are respected um, and very much as we sometimes describe it as like a physician extender that we kind of yeah just um, support in all the same ways that sort of the, the other team members do. So I yes I, I have no um, doubt that you know using uh, or employing physician associates to work peace in general practice um, I, I just feel that everyone should do it. Everyone should have a physician associated part of their team. And I think uh, something I like about uh, working in general practice is that um, obviously we're all generalists, but we all have some kind of um, interest for, for, for certain um, um, areas. And uh, one thing I like about you is that you tend to have to attract all these patients who like to you know, one to you know, one more time to talk about things because you know, Eunice there, or oh, where is Eunice? They're always asking for Eunice, and the fact that they actually call you Eunice, I I like that. I like that they, you know, because they usually say, oh, I saw this doctor, uh, whatever. They don't remember the name. They don't remember who they were. They don't even remember. Or they could tell me, no, I saw you, and I said, but I'm not Doctor D, Doctor Lewis. I'm not. Say, <laughs> so, okay, whatever. But when they see you, they remember Eunice. You know, they remember it's the girl who was actually took the time to listen to me to my problems. And I keep saying to you, don't be too nice because you're gonna be there forever <laughs> to the patient. But actually, it's a very good thing. It's a really good thing because you know, patients went from historically they always preferred to see a nurse because the nurse you know, has more time to see the patients and, you know, things like that. And they know the GPs are really busy. Um, and it's interesting how the things that they, you know, we have this discussion about these things that patients disclose to you because you've been so attentive to listen to them. And I, I like that. I like to have someone who at least, of course, at least, you know, they feel that they can come to see someone in my practice where they feel free to talk. And I know that they don't feel free talking to me, but 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 I just feel that that's great. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I guess I don't always hear that because um, they don't come back to me and say exactly the same or in that way. Um, but that that's really useful to know. I think I you know I like talking to people. That's kind of why I do this or part of the reason I do this. Um, and, and building up those relationships. And I think you know in terms of healthcare continuity is really important. So actually, if you can build them, I think you do. I do think you help people. They're more likely to tell you when something's wrong, um, and it makes it easier to pick things up um, that way. So that's that's really good. Whenever I go and give a talk about PAs in primary care, it's one of the first questions is, but they can't sign prescriptions. So what do we do? Um, and actually, I guess once again, COVID's helped a little bit with this. Um, but it, it's it's just never been as big a problem. I think once you're working with it. So pre-COVID, um, I would knock on the door, and um, there's always one person at least usually the duty doctor who has a bit of an open door policy knock sign and we're done and um, i have worked in a practice where they had a box at the front of the surgery so whenever 
Their system was a little bit different because they didn't have like an electronic calling system. So they would have to go out and call their patient. And when they did that, they'll sign everything in the box um, and then continue. Um, but now we do electronic prescribing. It's so much easier. So um, often it'll be like a screen message saying, can you sign this off, please? Um, and each, each opportunity, whichever way we've done it, has allowed um, the clinician to ask any questions, should there be any, um, either way. So whether I've got one about the prescription um, or whether they're questioning why, why I may have chosen one thing or after, over another. Um, you know, guidelines are always changing. Um, so, yeah, it's, just not, it's not actually as big an issue as I think uh, people maybe create it to be before having a PA. What do you reckon, Elvis? Yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, it's definitely not an issue at all. Um, as you said, you know, before you came, you knocked the door, <clears throat> and then obviously if we have any queries, we will just ask straight away. Um, but obviously, as you, you know, you build up this <clears throat> rapport and trust, and then we know what question to ask, um, which usually, I mean, most of the times are fine. And uh, and now uh, similar. Um, as you said, send the prescription into the um, online inbox and and then you send a message saying, can you just sign this because it's urgent and then then we ask the questions if we need to, but generally it's not a problem. No, there are little bits, I guess, difference. I guess, you know, we talk about prescriptions and stuff that definitely falls more on your lap than it does mine and being a PA, not being able to prescribe at the moment. Um, but sort of day to day, um, sort of appointments like routine stuff urgent stuff i guess we both share and um, we we're talking the other day about rewarding i used to do home visits i used to do a lot of the routine home visits because that's just the way i saw our practice sort of designed things um but then i think we've done joint home clinics where we kind of went to the local residential care home um, and worked together i think we spent a day there um trying to make sure we've seen everybody and, and sort of discussing them as we went along and um, i think that was quite nice that was an opportunity where actually we worked quite directly together um, in a very team-like way. Um, what other things would you, how would you say our roles differ? Well, I, I, I quite like um, having you around because you sort of keep the balance between the GPs and the rest of the team. Um, and I think um, it, is, um, it is important when you get to do so much work, like, you know, general practice like in hospital i guess it gets very hectic and things like that and then you tend to do just the one thing one thing one thing one thing and then when you get someone like yourself uh, you, you you obviously you are open to help everyone in different aspects and as in you said you you help with the chronic you have chronic condition you help with the home visits you help with the daily triage telephone triage and things like that and and then because we we don't have to supervise you all, but you are always under us, we always tend to, okay, we need to behave better because you need to, you know, show and promote, you know, because, you know, we want you to improve doing your job. And the more that we help you and you engage with us, then obviously the better use we get from someone like yourself with all your skills and things like that. So I, I really like that. Um, and, and also, um, we rely on you, and um, and I'm sure it's something that physician associates can do across, you know, the the, the all different jobs, is um, to help us with all the projects. I mean, you you obviously like to get involved in projects, and you always um, 
doing a bit of IT and helping us with the audits and then pushing people to complete, you know, tasks and targets and things like that. So I think, um, yeah, well, I'll be here all day talking about how a physician associate could, um, could you know, could improve or help working in a GP surgery. Well, that reminds me actually, we work with the PPG together, that's the, the non-clinical that we do. Um, we, uh, yeah, like the website and stuff, I guess, yeah, I, I think I quite like uh, going beyond, I guess, the clinical stuff and I get quite involved in quite um, quite a bit. Um, working and with the other teams as well, so um, cross-team meetings, I think, you know, we've, we've both been to and... and what, what I wanted to say, sorry, what I wanted to say about the PPG is another thing that I've noticed since I uh, started leading the PPG, PPG is a patient participation group, you know, people should know, and uh, so in, in, in general practice, we have to have representatives from, um, from, from patients and, and then we do um, meetings regularly just to improve services and, you know, feedbacks and all that. And uh, I've been doing this for a few years, uh, doctors with a nurse or, or with someone admin. But since you joined the group, um, um, attending the, 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 the patient participation group, they feel, they feel, I don't know, I think, I think they feel more comfortable that someone there who, I don't know what the, 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 the um, perception of who you are, uh, you're not a doctor, you're not a nurse, so you're someone different that could be perhaps closer to them. And then that's why they start again, <laughs> telling you everything, um, which in a way is good. Um, which in a way is good, but, but that helps us because sometimes they feel that our doctors are too, you know, too untouchable um, and they don't want to tell us things because they think we're going to reject that or say no, but, but it's, it's good again. I'm just, I'm probably in love with you, but anyway. <laughs> I like I like when patients say to me, when I'm trying to book you with a patient. So we do the telephone trust. I'm trying to uh, book an appointment with you. And um, and they say, because you, you keep saying, oh, you must tell the patient who I am because I don't want any surprises. I don't want them to say, oh, no. When, when I introduce myself, I don't want them to be disappointed because I'm not a doctor. And... And sometimes they tell me, so I'm, I will tell the patients, well, you're going to see, <clears throat> um, well, a physician associate. And then what, what is that? And she's, she's just someone really nice. Just come and see her and talk to her because she's really nice. Sometimes it's quite difficult. And I don't know, maybe we need to do something to promote more um, your role because, you know, people know you, but people get, get to know you and, you know, they, I guess some people don't care who they see as long as, you know, they get the help they need. Um, but I think that's one of the things that sometimes is quite difficult to say, okay, who is Eunice? It's not a doctor, it's not a nurse, it's something in between, but you definitely will get help, I promise you. Um, well, I, I have, as you know, we do the telephone trust and trying to allocate patients um, to, to clinicians. And I have patients choosing you over a doctor. Simple as that, because they know you, because they trust you, because, you know, they know that you're going to sort out the problem. So, yeah, I don't have particular problems with that. So you arrange for me to do these home visits and to, uh, with these elderly patients who um, she, she, she has dementia. And um, so 
So I I went to see the patient, and when I arrived there, so I said, "Well, this is the doctor," and then she was, "Oh, I spoke to Eunice," and said, "No, she's not. No, it's me who's doing this." And I said, "Well, I don't know. I don't remember what it is for. But while you're here, why don't you fix my boiler because it's not working?" <laughs> so, so I thought, okay. So she felt really comfortable speaking to Eunice, and Eunice dealing with the problems. But <laughs> she thought that the doctor probably was more helpful fixing the boiler. <laughs> The one thing I like about working in general practice is that um, obviously we chose this because we we like the the, the work life balance is definitely much better than doing long hours and in, in hospitals. Not that we don't do long hours here, but um, they are more bearable, <laughs> and um, so we don't hold blips. You know, we don't have you know people just turning there for you to run and things like that. And, and yeah, so, so 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 that was one of the reasons why I chose general practice. Um, and when I started doing general practice, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be all day just dealing with all these chronic problems and things like that. But I didn't realize the 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 vast um, thing, you know, the, the all the things that you can actually just branch out into doing. And in terms of my branching out, I guess I ended up going more towards sort of like. Um, in sort of like leadership -y type stuff. Um, I've got real quite interested in um, workforce, uh, both clinical and non-clinical, um, because once again, I think that's, it kind of leads on to the patient experience. Um, so that's why, you know, I'm involved in like the PPG and uh, the PCN level patient engagement, um, because I just think it's really important to create, to maintain those connections. I think the role of general practice um, is changing sort of like over time. Um, so I did like a Darcy Fellowship last year, and I think once again, it, actually, I, I helped run the um, educational series within this practice, which I've kind of just made everyone get involved with um, myself. One of the other clinicians um, literally pulled names out of a hat and told people to present something once a month. Um, and once again, just sort of like bringing people, uh, encouraging people to bring their skills and their knowledge um, to all the forefront. And it, once again, it just creates another opportunity for us to kind of get together and have a chat. It's not meant to be intense. Um, and I think they've been quite useful. Um, useful as well. One of the things that happens when you tend to do this job for, for some time is that although we have this wide variety of things, you know, one day you can have, I don't know, an, a heart attack walking into the room or you can have someone who's about to deliver a baby or you can have, you know, a, a child with, with problems, you, you name it. So every day, and that is exciting, for me it's exciting. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do the same thing every day, 10 minutes after 10 minutes. Um, so I, I find that fascinating. And, but you sometimes get to the point where you think, oh my God, is that what I am? Just a generalist, what do I do? I don't, I know nothing. I have to go and do something else. And, um, but when I'm in hospital, right? And I am the GP with a special interest in ophthalmology, and then you get ophthalmologists that know nothing about, you know, apart from the eye, which the eye is just a small part of your body, imagine. And then you just see all the crazy things that they said about the rest of the body. I was like, what are you talking about? You don't know anything. <laughs> and then that's when I feel, huh, I bloody know a lot, you know. <laughs> I know a lot of things. And they have a lot of respect for me. They just come and say, oh, everyone comes to ask me question. If someone collapses in the eye unit, the first one who needs to go is me because I'm the one who knows about, you know, heart attacks and strokes and all that. So actually just doing different things and having a different interest in, in, um, 
in, within medicine, um, it will make you realize how good GPs are, how much we know, how much information we hold. You know, I don't think any clinician in hospital will know the range of pathways and two-week rule referrals criteria and uh, medicines, optimization, you know, protocols <laughs> and all that. Um, so I think, I think it's, it's an amazing um, position to be in. I was thinking before about the things that we've done in terms of um, developing relationships and building um, uh, building on things outside of the practice, not just thinking about, it. once again, you can probably tell that I've got this thing about like team building and workforce. And so we did like uh, Tough Mudder a few years ago. <laughs> a group of us did that, raised some money for charity, and then we did Gung Ho, I think a couple of years later. Um, you know, always ready to have like a Christmas jumper competition. And, yeah. <laughs> and that I still remember pushing you over that thing that we have to just come yeah. across that big barrier that we have to push some of us into that thing. But it was great. It was great fun. Well, what we've been talking about, like on a, on a PCN level, um, though, is what's been quite nice is obviously practices work very individually, but what PCNs kind of encourage people to do is know the practice next door a little bit better. It's like, actually, you've been down the road all this time and I've never really come in and sort of had a look and now it's more likely you're going to have a meeting with them, for example. And then we've got like the protected learning time events that happen sort of like once or twice a year. And I, and I, I know that the one this year that they're thinking about it being on well-being, um, especially with everything that's happened over the last year, they thought that might be quite useful. Um, so then we do smaller stuff, but actually also larger stuff, which is quite nice. It is, it is good to network with your neighbouring practices. Once again, there's so much that can be gained from having those relationships, you know, sharing resources and information and knowledge, because often it's probably loads of duplication that's going on, but actually um, if you foster those relationships, that can really help. And I think we're on a, on a good path to achieving that. Yeah, I think that's a definite perception of, of, of primary care is that you, you work in silos and that's it, you do shut the door and, you know, you won't see anybody else all day. But I say COVID did kind of start leaning us that way um, a little bit, although we had teams and that kept us connected. Um, but it's not all like that. There is an element of it. The reality is, that, you know, you do have a room and you do shut the door and you see <laughs> individuals. But there's a lot more that goes on um, around that, which involves like, yeah, speaking to people on um, your team, get to know your team on a daily basis. Um, yeah, and I think, I think I do think it's a lot more interesting in that way than, than people think it is. Well, I will say that this is, yeah. this is one of the good things about working in general practice, that um, we are constantly reviewing our practice um, outcomes and things like that. And then where we see the need then we're trying to build up or take it from there and then trying to build up a service that can actually help people, prevent people going into hospitals <clears throat> or having further problems from their chronic conditions. So um, our PCN clinical directors are always willing to hear from, um, from, from ideas and uh, projects that, um, you know, um, we can set up and they obviously they will take it into account and then discuss it within them and then take it further to, to, to make changes. So I will say that generally we have different changes, you know, engaging into, into uh, CCG schemes and things like that um, uh, is, you know, is something that it could be done. I think that um, 
the, the challenge remains throughout the NHS um, in terms of there being quite a you know heavy top-down approach. You know, we get our COF targets, you know, what it is that we're meant to be doing from the top. But what's nice about general practice is it's a smaller area to make quick changes um, and trial things quite quickly. So if somebody does identify an issue, you can get a message across the team um, quite quickly. You know, we meet on a regular basis. We meet weekly as a clinical team um, and monthly, like as a cross uh, on cross team meetings, but it allows everyone to bring their issues from different aspects of the practice and make really quick change. Um, or even when we have directives that come from um, like NHS England or the CCG, um, we can then try and think about how we can incorporate it to to match our practice and um, population you know it's a bit like all right so we need to meet this target but how do we do this um, to benefit our patients the most and um or in the in the best way um, and i think working in a practice does allow us to do that um so thank you so much for um listening or speaking to us um i I'm very happy to be a GP. I recommend anyone who's interested to just come along and uh, get the experience, get the, the feeling of what general practice is. It's a great um, specialty to be in. Um, it's amazing to be able to work with all this group of um, uh, colleagues uh, within the community. Um, having PAs is a great addition to the practice, whoever is thinking about employing a PA. Uh, and I'm sure I was I had I said enough, but if you have any questions, just give me a call and I can tell you more about this. Yeah, I think it's really exciting because I think it it's what patients want um, uh, in terms of being able to access a, a range of um, skills and things in sort of like the community rather than always having to go to hospital. And actually, if you can upskill then it does mean that not everyone does have to go into a hospital setting, which can be quite stressful. Um, yeah, I think this is a really exciting time for primary care, um, actually. So thank you so much. And then I hope if you um, go ahead with your application for GP, I will be, will be waiting and I'm very happy for anyone to join the general practice. Keep an eye out for other episodes in the peer-to-peer -peer series. To find out more about a career in general practice, search Choose GP or search Primary Care on the Health Education England website.